Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel. You wanna uh, you wanna make yourself a nice little second income, then sign up to Bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. That's P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive five zero. That's potty exclusive fifty for fifty percent off your first week subscription with Bet with Joel. No lock-in subscriptions. You want to support the Welcome to the Potty podcast? Sign up. What? What am I talking about? Um, right, right into your URL bar, welcometothepotty.com slash store, and you're going to see a fly, swagged out, drippy, butter soft. Welcome to the Potty Unsourced t-shirt. Buy that shit. 5% of all sales go to a different charity each month. This month of November, damn right. The uh, 5% is going to the Movember Foundation. Welcome to the potty.com slash store. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome. Oh, no, no. Welcome, baby. Welcome to Welcome to the party. Bung, bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the Dale D'Antoni of podcasting, yes, the Riff Raff of podcasting. Why? Well, I did a set on Thursday night, guys, at uh, the Brick Room HQ Front Bar. Here in Adelaide, Australia, South Australia. Um, and there wasn't many people there. There wasn't many people there. I was going up late in the night. I was losing energy by the, you know, by the second, by the minute. I was losing energy. And I was like, fuck it. Let's not waste material. Let's not burn material here when you're going to go up there with no energy. So I just went up there and riffed, bro. That's why I'm the riff raff of podcasting. The Dale D'Antoni of podcasting, bro. I'm up there, I'm up there just, just talking, dude. And let me tell you this, it could have been funnier. Yes. But that was my first time, you know, doing a little bit of crowd work. I talked to two separate audience members. Granted, one of them was a comic. Um, and, uh, I'd never done that before. So that was interesting. Um, I'm not upset that it was like, it was kind of funny. It could have been funny, as I said, but I'm not upset about it because now I've got the confidence, you know, I've done it. Um, and now I won't feel as uncomfortable doing that. So that's a little bit of a milestone there. I realized, I think that I went up, um, my first time was the 29th of July. Um, and we're coming up at the end of November. So I think that would make it, uh, August. August, September, October, November. At the end of November, it's going to be four months that I've been doing comedy, man. So that's that's flown by. Um, but man, I'm loving it. I did three sets this week. Um, all open mics, no no invite sets. Um, but you know that's cool. I'm still a beginner. I'm still kind of I'm pretty shit at this game. But um, yeah, three sets. So that's 15 minutes of practice I did this week. 15 minutes of getting better. Um, and I did, I hit a milestone, did some, you know, did some riff raffing, bro. So that was cool. Uh, what else did I do? I did giggles on Wednesday night. Um, and that, that was, that was okay. Um, giggles is a strange room, dude. Sometimes I just feel like people aren't really even there to laugh. And then there was one comic that brought like eight or 10 friends or something. And, um, uh, obviously he did well cause they were, they were cracking up at him and, uh, he was, he was all right. He wasn't too bad, but like everybody else didn't do as good as he did, even though there was people that was probably, you know, a little bit better. Um, this one dude, Matt Vesely, I think his name is, um, if you ever, if you ever hear of him, I don't, I don't know if he's doing a fringe show or something, but, um, I think if he is, I'll definitely go see it. I think he's fucking hilarious. So remember that name. I I've remembered it. Not that I have anything for it to plug for him. Cause I don't know if he is doing a fringe show. I would assume that he is. Cause he's, uh, yeah, he was cracking me the fuck up, bro. So 
Matt Vesely and and this other dude, uh, Marty Bright. Marty Bright. Uh, but I think he's from Sydney, so I don't know whether he'll be coming down for Fringe or what. But, you know, there's yeah, there was some good times this week. There was some good times this week. Um, what else, man? Been playing a lot of 2K, dude. Um, so uh, if any of my friends want to come over and play me, uh, I'd say they're going to lose, except if International Heme... First of all, International Heme update. Uh, he is alive. I did see him post a Instagram story the other day. So I think he's, he's still alive. Have, have I heard from him lately? No, no. Have we got beef? No, I, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't know where he's playing. I don't know what country he's doing, um, sport in. Um, all I know is I'm going to be in London in April next year. So if he's over there, dude, well, we're going to have to get probably ignorant together. Um, I probably should hit him up and maybe, you know, ask that question, you know? And even if he's in Germany, I'm also going to Germany, but I'm going to... Is Berlin in Germany? I think so. Sometimes I get, like, Berlin mixed up with, like, Belgium or something. I don't know. Um, this week we booked we booked our tickets to that, um, that flower festival in, in the Netherlands. Um, at uh, Kuchenhof, I think is the name of the uh, little town out there by Amsterdam. So, um, yeah, th- that's booked in. We've booked a flight from London to Amsterdam, dude. So we're fucking, you know, our, our trips like coming together slowly every week, you know. So that's cool. That's a fucking fun time. Have I done anything else this week, dude? Not really. Um, I had a dream this week that I... I told um, my colleagues that I did stand-up comedy. Uh, and I guess that was more of a nightmare. Because to be honest, I don't really want them to know that I do it. Uh, unless um, unless I'm at a point where I can quit my job. and Because um, I don't really want... I, don't re- I work with primarily females. And, you know, I've got a joke about, you know, spraying out. So I don't really need them feeling unsafe around me or like they're going to get, I'm going to be me too or whatever. I've got a joke that I've been writing about me too again, um, even though that's pretty much old news. But sometimes you just got to, you got you to gotta write down what comes to you, bro. So, um, and that's a bit hacky because I know everyone's done jokes on me too. Anyone can probably. So maybe... Maybe what you're listening to now is me reassessing whether or not I'm ever going to tell that joke. Um, I told a story on stage the other night about me getting beat up by a police officer. Um, no one thought that was funny. I think they actually felt sorry for me, so I'm not going to tell that on stage again. Um, unless I develop some type of fantastic punchline for it. Um, so yeah, these are things, you know, and this is the type of, at least... I feel like at least I've got that awareness because some people, I know some people, <clears throat> Rachel, that are routinely terrible storytellers and they realize that they're not getting a reaction. So they just keep going and their story turns into something like this. And then, da 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 da. And then, da 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 da. And then, and, 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 and then at that point, um, I have to be maybe somewhat rude and say, hey, listen, bad story. Let's stop telling it, you know? Um, if your story doesn't start with one of these and maybe end with like uh, something like this. We need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Then um, it's bad storm, you know? Dude, I was thinking about, because um, I've been trying to think of memories, right? To try and tell jokes about like real life shit that happened to me, dude. And I don't think I can really make a joke out of this, but maybe you guys tell me. There was this dude probably in first grade, I think it was. I think it was, I think I transferred school. Is that what you, I changed schools? I changed schools in first grade. I had some Greek teacher in our reception at Black Forest. Then I had Ms. Ms. Fogarty. And if you called her Mrs., she would just about shit her pants over it. But, um, Ms. Fogarty, I didn't like her. I remember, I distinctly remember we had a pet turtle as the class pet. Um, 
But that's not even the story, right? But after about halfway through the year of Ms. Fogarty, I went to Glenelg Primary School. So that's where I met Mitch. Um, and that's not Moneymaker Mitch, the producer of the Welcome to the Potty podcast. This is Mitch Langley. Um, and this dude... This dude... I've, I think I've talked about him before. He, He's a charismatic individual dude so he um he was always he was always a popular kid he always had all the friends and different friends friends with the older kids and like sometimes you didn't know if you were going to get to hang out with him that day even though he's your best friend you know because you didn't know who his new best friend was he was fickle to maybe say maybe fickle and i don't think that's i don't think that's a disrespectful thing to say dude I, I loved him for um for years. No Bruno as a friend, you know. Um, I lo- I loved him the same way all the girls loved me, you know, as a friend. So, um, anyway, I was in a class with him and this other dude called Luke, and I for the life of me I cannot remember his surname, but he had long ratty hair, and I, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually a homeless child with like a homeless mother or father or both. Um, he smelled like shit. And he knew he smelled like shit because he would always tell everybody that he got skunked. Um, and I went to the Royal Adelaide show, which is basically like a fair uh, on on TRT or, or steroids. Uh, it's pretty big and there's rides, there's horses, dogs, wood chopping, lawn mowing, um, motocross riding, um, you know. It, I don't really know what it is. It's a carnival. It's Yeah, it's full of carnies. Ferris wheel. Um, and I went and got a show bag and a show bag is a little bag of treats that is, uh, probably recommended retail price. RRP is probably about $4, but you pay, you go and you pay about, uh, between 30 and $60 for it. And in there, I got, I got the Jurassic park one and it had a little camera in it. And I loved this camera and I bought, I brought it for show and tell one day. And it went missing that day. And I cried, man. I cried about it. I loved that camera. Um, it was yellow and black, Jurassic Park. And black and yellow, black and yellow. Um, and then the next day, dude, this homeless kid that can clearly not afford to go to the overpriced Adelaide show and smells like shit, um, but he said he got skunked. He has the same camera as me with the word Luke scrolled over it in red texter and um he clearly had stole it did i have proof no um but you know when kids steal shit they don't really have the sense to not bring it back to the scene and for the crime so he brought it back to school the next day dude um and he he used he he used to kind of talk like this and he was like, I got skunked. And I was like, hey, you stole my shit, dude. And I told the teacher and she said, well, do you have proof that he stole it? And I said, um, yeah, because Luke can't afford show bags, bro. I said this. And that's, you know, borderline bullying, but also don't steal my shit. And I won't have to get fucking ratchet on you, you know? Don't steal my fucking Jurassic Park camera, bruh. You know, so I told the teacher, I said, um, yeah, well, Luke can't afford it, you know? And I was like, and now my camera smells. And you know what? The teacher told him to give it back and he did. So that meant that he stole it. Because you don't just give away a Jurassic Park camera, bruh. Even though it is a shitty plastic camera. It did. It was real, though. It took film. It took film. So, um, yeah, so that's not really a joke. That's more of just a story. But yeah, as I was saying, I've been trying to think of memories so I can tell jokes. And, um, that memory came up and I was thinking about that and I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn that into a joke, but I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to tell the, uh, you know, the little bung holes, the, the bung lords, the welcome to the potty listeners, the, the crew. So yeah, man, that's, um, that's been interesting. Um, you know, revisiting my childhood, you know, revisiting past trauma. No, just kidding. I actually don't think I've gone through trauma. I do remember I actually, actually, 
I guess this could be traumatic. I do remember clearly the last fight my mom and dad ever had. And it wasn't physical. Let me just say that now. But um, I won't go into too much detail. I don't want to embarrass those two. But I do remember there, uh, my dad was, um, you know, crying and, and trying to, trying to um, you know, resolve things. And mum had had enough that time, I guess. She had had enough. And that was the last fight they had. And I think that might have even been the last night my dad ever stayed in the same house as mum. So that that's one thing that I like can remember very clearly. And I can also remember if this is, this might be trauma too. I remember, um, you remember wind? Uh, and I don't mean like a breeze. I mean like wind in your body that comes out um, from sometimes your mouth or sometimes your sphincter. And if it doesn't come out, you can get a real bad stomach ache. And I once had wind and it wasn't coming out, bro. So I just had like Hurricane Katrina, you know, in my, in my guts. And uh, I was in a lot of pain. I started actually throwing up over it. Started throwing up over it. And um, mum was holding me and like patting me on the back or whatever you do to kids that's crying and throwing up. And I don't know how old I was. I think I was three or four years old. And I just remember repeatedly saying to mum, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, bro. Like, how dark is that? How dark is that shit, bro? I was three or four years old. I'm, th I'm thinking four years old. I think I was four years old and I'm saying, I don't want to die, dude. And now sometimes, you know, if I, you know, if I uh, go out and, you know, we party a little bit, we do a little bit of, um, you know, that kicking, kicking. The next day I get really sad and I'm, and I'm more like, I don't care if I died <laughs> oh man um I don't know I, I don't know dude but those are the probably two memories I definitely remember and then you know when I got bullied I remember all that shit good memories I always I always say that I remember my third birthday party but I don't it's just I've seen it on um I've seen it on videotape a lot of times um, and that was a good day, except this girl, Jaleesa, Jaleesa, um, Johnson, um, and rest in peace to her father, Sol. And Sol was like, um, he was one of those uncles that's not really your uncle, but you call him uncle Sol. Um, and his full name was Celeste, you know, so Sol, that's uncle Sol, dude. Um, so yeah rest in peace but she jaleesa soul's daughter she's my age she blew out my fucking birthday candles and i had you know the tantrum of all tantrums and my mom says that i was real good at tantrums she said if i wanted something in the store and she said no and she dude she always no was her go-to move dude like my go-to move is usually like a hezzy cross step back or something and my mom's is just saying no, you know, so her go, her go-to move was no. And I would just fucking start kicking and screaming, dude. And she said that she wouldn't even give a fuck. And she wouldn't, she never, she reckons she never caved. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That just, that seems so wild. No wonder I never want to share my possessions, you know? Rachel wants to use my phone charger and I'm like, make sure you put that shit back where you found it, you know? And I don't think, she, she calls it being a single child syndrome. And I think it's, you know, my mum would never get me anything. So now when I've got something, I want to hold on to it. But I don't hoard shit. I'm good at throwing shit out. But shit that I want, dude, I just don't really want to um, have other people's grimy fucking fingers all over it. So, so these are childhood memories, dude. Um, another good memory, dude, is when, um, uh, my parents, when we used to like go for a walk, I used to hold both their hands. I used to, I used to stand between them and hold both their hands and they used to swing me, you know? Um, which, you know, in 2019, people call that child abuse. I'm pretty sure. Cause what if, what if you dislocate your arm from the socket? And, um, I've got to tell you this, I hope that, you know, in 20 years, we don't go to war, dude, because 
These kids that are growing up now are going to be straight pussies, bro. Pussies in our, in our country anyway, and probably America too. And then you're going to have these Russian Hellcats just come out and just start kicking, kicking motherfuckers in the teeth with the bottom of their boots and shit. So, dude, dude, did you hear about this shit? Um, dude, you know what? Um, maybe we'll go to, maybe we'll just go to listen to this fuck shit. Cause this could be fuck shit. Um, Money making Mitch, can you hit that that theme? You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. Alright, so there's this bullshit, dude. Um, where they're talking about replacing clapping with jazz hands dude because clapping can trigger people what i'm trying to find um like a article of it now because no one sent this in I, I read this one myself but i haven't you know as as usual i haven't prepared shit for the welcome to the potty podcast so um what's this that's not a video that's not a video and dude this this is what i'm talking about with this soft shit like people are going to just you know, I think people are going to start dying over, um, you know, maybe um, if you go to a... I think haunted houses will be banned eventually too because I think people are going to be so soft they're going to die um, from fright and things like this. Um, let's see if there's a video on this shit, dude. This is... And I, I know we're not supposed to call things gay, but this is the gayest shit that I ever did hear of, you know? Um, I've hit about 70, 75 links and not getting any videos so that's just unacceptable here we go what's this hopefully this sound comes through the podcast let's see hold on guys that's coming through the computer speakers let's hold on let's try again live local in depth cairo 7 news at 11 look at this shit dude this is gonna be wild let's see how long this clip is Unacceptable. 45 seconds. Oh, it's music and I've got to read it. The student unit... Students are now being encouraged to use jazz hands after reading over this music. This, this is a weird segment. Oxford isn't the only institute of higher learning to silence claps. What, what else is the institute of fags? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the University of Manchester passed a similar rule last year. Changes to help calm those whose anxiety may be triggered by the loud noise of clapping. Um, hey, guess what? If you go somewhere where there's expected to be clapping, don't go! Don't go, dude! Oh, you're gonna go to a comedy show? And get, what, are you gonna sue the comedy club because you got triggered by clapping? Suck! A red hot dick, bro the fuck out of here you you gotta be kidding me bro you've got to be kidding me let's see if this has any more words for me to read it also may cause an issue for those with sensory sensitivity and those with hearing aid dude prepare yourself you know and this is this is the type of shit i'm talking about so this is just a regular unoffensive you know um social construct social Thing. Like it's normal, right? Hold on. Mm, back to drinking that tea, boy. Um. So, yeah. So we're gonna just change the whole of society rules, bro. And yeah, maybe slavery was was once a part of society, but we had to change that. That's you know that's really fucked up. We can't change the whole of society for a couple people that don't like something, bro. I hate onions i i get triggered by them honestly i get triggered when there's onion in my food when i can smell it anything i fucking hate it do i expect the whole of society to change over that no so if you want to be a pussy about clapping kill yourself dude i'm sorry get a shovel dig a hole bury yourself 
No clapping? Get the fuck? Out of here, dude. What have we got here? Um, That looks... This looks like some more fuck shit, maybe. Could even be poor posture, but... The, let's just say it's fuck shit, because I don't want to... I don't really want to switch um, fucking things too much. Former nursing home executive wins $6 million settlement because her boss couldn't stand black person walking around here in a suit. And that is turnt, bruh. Former executive for a New Jersey new, uh, nursing home chain will receive more than $6 million from a jury who agreed with her claim that race played a factor in her being fired. Rebecca McCarthy said the company Care One discriminated against her because she's black. McCarthy alleges a senior vice president attempted to demote and later fire her, fired her at the Senior Rehabilitation Center in Bound Brook, according to NewJersey.com. And that's wild, dude. See, this shit's still going. And that, that's something that society needs to change. Do we need to change clapping? No. If someone sues me for clapping, they're going to have a lot more to sue me for, dude, because I'm going to smack them square in the fucking nostrils, bruh. Clapping, dude? Come on. What's this here? This seems like more fuck shit. I don't actually think we've got any poor posture today. That's all right. Utah woman charged with lewdness after being topless in her own home. Interesting. A Utah woman has been charged with lewdness in her own home after her stepchildren walked into the room and saw her bare chest. Okay, that's only the first sentence, but let me tell you this. This is just more on that, that soft society, dude. Dude, think about this. Dude. Think about, think about your mother's titties, dude. I bet you can, because I bet you've seen them. Because you are a human being and that happens sometimes. Um, you know, this is stepchildren and that's different. If I accidentally saw Alison's chest, though, I wouldn't sue her over it. I'd be like, hey, you know people are home. Don't walk into the kitchen chest naked. You know, but I wouldn't go suing because, you know, because I didn't grow up in the, in this time, dude, I'm already grown. So I don't need to worry about turning into one of these little bitches, dude, but you don't just go around suing people for, you know, being chest naked. And isn't like, isn't it free the nipple or something? Isn't it hashtag free the nipple, bro? Who knows? Let's hear more. Attorneys for the American Civil Liberties Union of Utah argued this week that the statute under which Tilly Buchanan was charged is unconstitutional and they have asked a judge to drop the charges against her and change the state law. Yeah. Yeah, and that sounds... Um, uh, that sounds pretty wild, dude. Um, I don't want to read the rest of this, but that's, that's pretty turnt, dude. And Laura sent that in and... Laura, I agree with you. That is um, that is some fuck shit, you know? So, yeah. Um, have I watched any movies this week? I'm trying to think. Oh, I watched most of a movie last night and there's still 17 minutes left. So I won't uh, do, the, do the review for it, even though I know what I'm going to give it. Maybe the last 17 minutes will be a complete fucking letdown. So I've got to wait. I've got to wait. Um... Shit, what else? Should we do advice, you guys? You know? Let's fucking... Let's get into some damn advice. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. What have we got here? Shit, I've only been doing 29 minutes. Maybe... Mm, I wonder if this is a shit episode and that's why it's going slow. It's my man, um, Samuel Hackendorf's birthday today. I haven't messaged him, but I mean, a shout out on a podcast is probably something that none of his other friends are going to give him. So happy birthday, Mr. Samuel Hackendorf, who there's all these fires in New South Wales, dude, like the worst fires Australia's ever seen or something like that, unsourced. Um, but yeah, dude, he, uh, he went over there to fight fires. Um, he's still safe. I messaged him the other day. He's still safe. And that, that's probably better than a happy birthday message because any fuck boy can message you happy birthday, um, you know, when they get a Facebook notification. But I'll message you two days before it and make sure you're safe from the fires 
And then I'll give you a fucking shout out on the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Think about that, dude. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, Michelle has sent in a very long letter. And Michelle obviously doesn't listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast because I'm done with the long ones, guys. Okay, here we go. This is a short one. Should I have the right to know my girlfriend's debt dollar amounts before proposing? Dude, what's your name? Mike. Mike. Um, dude, I feel like that's... Uh, that's pretty turnt, but like... If you get married, you are tagging on that debt, I guess. Um... Yeah, dude, I'm not married, so it's hard for me to say, and I've never really thought of this before, because I think, I actually think Rachel's probably in less debt than I am, so, oh, actually, no, I've been paying that off, actually, a lot lately, she definitely was in less debt than I am, but I might be fucking killing that shit now, um, yeah, dude, I would actually, yeah, I think that's kind of, I laughed at you because I thought that was a wild thing. Anyway, I haven't even read your letter. That was the, that was the subject line. So let's read that first. We've been dating for six years. We've talked about assets and liabilities, yet she's ashamed of cluing me in on what she owes on her credit cards. Oh, cards with an S, dude. I, I chopped mine up. I don't have one anymore and I'm just paying that off. Um, I want to have some kind of idea what we're going to be working with. Any suggestions on what I should do? Yeah, dude, I just, um, I just say, listen, um, yeah, don't say you're about to propose. Cause I think those things are usually secrets. Yeah. But just say to her, like, I, uh, I definitely see a future with you, but I don't know if this relationship can move forward, uh, until you're fully open about your financial situation. You know, it's been six years. We are, we're together. We want to be together. I just want to, to know, you know, I would say that's probably if she doesn't choose to disclose, that's probably a predictor for divorce as well. And I, I don't mean to get too dark here, but <sighs> sorry, I had a, uh, a mint leaf in my tea and it went down my throat and I almost died and I almost died at Jossie's going away before he went to London for, I think he went for two years. Um, I was having some French fries at the highway hotel and, um, I just started choking dude and I almost died. And I, um, and everyone thought I was joking and I certainly was not. I couldn't breathe. Um, I couldn't breathe. And do you know who saved my life and refuses to admit it? Because he doesn't remember doing it. Probably because he thought I was joking, maybe. Samuel Hackendorf. Second shout out in one episode. Think about that. Um, Hackendorf as well. It sounds extremely German, dude. So um, I, might, I might do some research, see if I can find the rest of his family when I go over to Germany next year. Um, but yeah, Samuel Hackendorf, dude. Saving, saving, you know, actual lives by me choking and then saving actual lives by fighting fires, dude. Think about how heroic this dude is. So I'm actually going to see him tonight too because it's Scott's, it's Scott's birthday, 30th birthday party today. And we bought him a tripod, like a camera tripod. So um, this episode doesn't come out until he's actually, he's actually got the present. So I'm allowed to say that on the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Anyway, um, sorry, Mike. Um, yeah, I would say that if you, if she refuses to disclose um, her financial situation, like you got to think about you got to think about the reasons for divorce, and money's certainly one of them. Um, and think about this. She's in debt. You're not. You're doing well for us, for yourself. You get married, get divorced. She takes half your shit. She's not in fucking debt anymore. Um, so I certainly, yeah. Now, I, yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I laughed at you because I think that's reasonable, dude. Have the conversation. Just say, I want, I want to be with you. I want to fucking be with you. But I'm at a point now where I feel as though you're hiding something from me and I just, I need to know what you're 
financial situation is before I can move on. And I think at six years, dude, I think you can certainly, I think you can certainly have that conversation, brother. Um, what have we got here? Another long one. And what's your name? Rhonda. Well, this, this isn't from my mom because my mom doesn't have a roommate. Um, well, she's got a, she's got a husband, but I don't think that she would call him her roommate, but, um, this is too long anyway, Rhonda, whoever you are. And uh, are they still making Rhondas? Are they still calling people? Are they still calling people Rhonda? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, my wife insults me in real life and it's spilled over to social media. Um, all right. All right. Let's see what we can do here. This is from Tony. And these names all do seem fake, do they all seem like old people. And I, I feel like my demo is really between, you know, 18 and 36, mostly males. Um, you know, about 60% Australia, 30% US. And then, then you're probably looking at, you know, 10% other countries. Um, and actually there was a, on Monday night, the, uh, the, the MC at the comedy club was named Tony, Tony Petrillo. So, um, this could be him, but. We'll see. I'm wondering how common this is or if I'm making too much out of nothing. My wife has started making... No, well, Tony actually said that he's got a girlfriend and I believe he said he's got a wife. So maybe it's not Tony Petrillo, but let's keep going. My wife has started making digs at me, especially now that I've started to lose some hair in the front. Dude, sometimes you got to lose a little bit of hair in the front, bro. Don't worry about it. Apparently, this is some kind of joke to her. <laughs> As I lose sleep posting about male pattern boldness help on the other forums and slightly freak out about my head. Dude, let me give you it first off. She's, she sounds playful and fun almost. Um, dude, if you start going bold, dude, embrace that shit. Shave the head, shave the head, um, self-deprecate, make jokes about yourself. Have some fun with it, dude. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a fucking pussy about it. We're talking about all these, you know, society's gone soft, bro. And that's probably what I'm going to have to call this episode. But let's hear more. She's also telling me I put on weight. I'm pudgy. I have a beer belly. I drink maybe once a month. My jeans are too tight now, etc. Which, yes, a few months ago I had abs. They're hibernating. <laughs> it's winter. Honestly, I don't care as much about that. But why does she? Dude. First off, you sound funny. You just said your abs are hibernating. Why are you being so sensitive? And if it really is hurting you that bad, dude, communicate. You got to tell her. Don't tell me, bro. Anyway, more. Yesterday, I made the mistake of posting to Instagram. Sort of a throwback pic from a few months back. Yes, I know. Kind of lame concept. Well, dude, you know, you're talking to, you're talking to me. Um, and I'm, you know, I, 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 I get a little bit mad at, um, social media sometimes, but I use it, but I get more mad at like Instagram hoes. Um, not so much at like, um, you know, regular people using it. Um, addicts sometimes annoy me. Uh, I know one guy that, um, doesn't post his real life on there. He, and you know what? That's actually, he's not alone. Most people don't, you know, most people have sad times, bro. I've sad thoughts and feelings every day. Dude, I'm so insecure about my comedy and whether I'm even a funny person. And I never post that to Instagram. I only post pictures of like movies really, but you know, good times. Not like me panicking and having fucking anxiety attacks, which I don't have, but. I, uh, I do have social anxiety, which I'm also writing a joke about at the moment, but I don't talk about it so much on social media. I talk about it on the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but that's different because you guys are my fucking, you know, my little fucking bungholes, dude. I'm just trying to be friends with you. You know, I'm trying to give you a little look inside my, my psyche, you know? And I know some of you freaks probably want a little look inside my, my ace hole, but, you know, I'm... 
I'm not at that point in my life. I'm not at a midlife crisis yet where I'm, you know, posting pictures of my, my rear, my rear entry, my, my back jaw. Um, anyway, let's keep going. Um, maybe I brought this on myself, but imagine my surprise when I see my wife has left a dry emoji less comment that says, Oh, that was back when you were in shape for friends, fam, family, and the whole world to see. Yeah, that's pretty, um, that's pretty, uh, brutal dude, but that would be, that certainly would be a joke, uh, taken as a joke by anyone. You're sensitive, dude. And maybe if you're so sensitive about this shit, do something about it. Maybe go to the gym. Dude, I'm getting fat. I'm fucking upset about it. Rachel doesn't tease me about it. She she keeps pretending that I still look good. She keeps saying, oh, you've got a sexy body and all this nonsense, bro. But um, have I worked out to try and fix it? No, I've been trying to eat better. Um, am I going to have 400 beers tonight? Yeah, so... That's a problem, but, um, yeah, dude, I would do, do something about it. If you're insecure about these things, fucking go get a hair transplant. I think they're doing those better these days. It doesn't look like fucking, you know, it doesn't look like a hedgehog rolled over on your head. It actually looks a little bit like real hair. Um, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to pay for that, get a haircut. Um, you know, get that shit faded, get that shit faded reverse fade that shit so grow the sides real long and fade it to the top and get that reverse fade and people are just going to think that you're you're doing some real fucking visionary shit dude do something like that um maybe talk to your wife say dude you're hurting my feelings i'm gonna go get this reverse fade um if you're going to keep doing this and I'm going to be looking all fucking styled out, maybe I'm going to, you know, have to move on. Um, and that's probably a bit heavy for it. So I don't say that, but just say, Hey, cut it out. Dude. Like I'm, yeah, I'm insecure. I'm going to go start, I'm going to start going to the gym and shit. Um, but maybe instead of poking fun at me, you can be more supportive, something like that. And don't be, maybe don't point fingers at her. Just say, Hey, wifey, listen, um, the stuff you're saying is like kind of hurtful. Um, I prefer, I'm going to do something about this stuff, but, um, maybe you could just be a little bit more supportive instead of, you know, um, compounding on my, uh, insecurities or something like that. Uh, and dude, honestly, if you're, if you're a soft dude and she, and she's like a little bit of a playful woman, uh, she's not for you, dude. And you're, dude, you're too much of a pussy to be with someone like that. That's, and I'm sorry to say that to you. Um, or you know what else? Maybe she's not playful. Maybe she's a straight up cunt, bruh. And, uh, I try not to say cunt too much on the welcome to the potty podcast, but maybe that's, maybe that's the goddamn truth, dude. Think about that. All right. So there's some, there's some advice for you, Mike. Um, what else have we got? Take some plug, did some shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was an accident, you guys, because it was supposed to do um this. Fucking real professional. Um, what do we got here? This will be the last one. Tired of you guys complaining, dude. Society's gone soft, brother. Who's this? Zlatan, and that's a fake name because the only Zlatan I know is that dude that plays for the LA Galaxy, and you're not him, surely. If Zlatan listened to this, I would have much more listeners than what the fuck I have, bro. And if you are Zlatan, make sure you repost this shit, dude. <laughs> um, my girlfriend of nine months is hesitant to stay with me as she wants to commit to marriage, but I don't feel nine months is long enough. I still care about her deeply and would like to work towards being comfortable with marriage, but just not yet. What should I do? And that's a long subject line. Let's let's read the probably even longer uh, body of this email. She's always wanted to get married young. I don't have an issue with that. However, I'm a bit more analytical in my approach, whether that be good or a bad thing, and would prefer to test the waters for a longer period of time. Brother, I completely understand. I completely 
and utterly agree with you, dude. Completely. Um, I'll, I'll give you my advice in a minute, but let's, let's hear more. I'm very happy with her and could see myself marrying her, but, on, but only could. I don't know what that sentence is, dude, but let's keep moving. I can't 100% guarantee I'll feel the same way a year from now. Exactly, dude. She feels I'm stringing her along, which from her perspective makes perfect sense. I feel I'm going through the motions of a normal relationship for the purpose of determining over a longer period of time whether or not it will work as a marriage. Unfortunately to me, it feels like her belief on getting married earlier is going to cause us to break up when I feel we are, we spent a bit more time getting to know one another. We have a high chance of ending up in a happy marriage. At the moment, it seems to me the best option maybe to let her go and find someone who can fit in with her schedule. Um, listen, dude, have this conversation with her and she might, she might not have the rationality to understand it, but this is, there's, I'm in a similar, similar circumstance here. I don't even really believe in marriage and don't really want to get married, marriage, don't really want to get married, but Rachel certainly does. Thing is. Her getting married will make her more happy than me being unhappy, right? Like, I'm not going to be fucking unhappy with it, but I just don't believe in it so much. You know, so so that's a, a uh, compromise is what I'm thinking is it will make her more happy getting married than it will make me unhappy getting married or make me happy not getting married, you know? So for the greater good, and that is the greater good, does that mean I'm going to fucking get engaged this month? No. This year? No. Next year? Likely not. But I've told her that that's definitely, you know, in the future. But I've also said, it's also a fact, dude, unsourced, that it takes like a minimum of four years to actually really know somebody. You're in nine months, brother. Um, I've cheated on somebody after nine months before. Um, I've been cheated on after nine months before. I've found out. Uh, I've found out some truths about someone after nine months. Dude, I found out nine months in a, into a relationship once that this girl, this girl told me that her sister was an alcoholic. And she was asking me for advice for her sister. And I'm giving her advice. Turns out, whole time she was an alcoholic and I didn't even know. Nine months, bro. Think about that. Um, what else have I found out in nine months? Uh, oh, I found out once uh, after about nine months that my girlfriend was a complete cunt. So you got to think. <laughs> So you gotta fucking do, you gotta fucking, you gotta tell her like, look, I, I see marriage in the future. I don't see it right now. I want to be with you. If getting married young is a must for you, uh, you know, you understand that I'm a bit more analytical here and we got to come to a compromise. You know, we got to, we got to see where we're at in two years at least, you know? Go to the middle of four years and two years. You're already nine months in. So that's only another like 15 months. And that's quick math. Um, but yeah, dude, I would just, I would just say like, look, if, if we need to get married like tomorrow, bro, not going to happen. And I think you'd be happier with somebody else, but I want you to know that I love you and I want to be with you and I don't want to be with anybody else, but marriage at this point in time doesn't feel like the way to go and it's going to be a hard conversation to have dude but sometimes you got to fucking have that shit man that's welcome to the potty bro um dude to be honest i've been real busy this week but also busy kind of doing nothing like i gave you the stand up um update i uh told you guys about oh dude i've been working hard this week Told you guys, told you guys about doing equine therapy. That was dope. That was on the midweek episode. Um, I, I don't have 
dude, I, I could have 17 more minutes and I could have had a fucking closure view for you. But that's all right, man. Um, yeah, dude, you know what to do. Uh, I do apologize if this episode was a bit lax, dude. I only slept six hours last night and that's not bad, but it's not fucking great. But anyway, I'm excited to go to Scott's birthday party. So I'm going to go, um, maybe, I don't know. Might get this studio together a little bit more. I know the studio is a little bit out of shape. We're having a guest on the show next week. So, um, we're going to get them in just before the, uh, voting starts for, um, guest of the year. So that's going to be good. Anyway, you guys know what it is. Welcome to the potty. Uh, share this shit, hit the three, the three little dots on your screen, on your phone and share to Facebook, share to Instagram, share to fucking Snapchat, share to whatever brother or sister, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you tell a friend, dude, you get a referral bonus, but you need to let me know that you've told a friend. All right. And then you get a referral bonus. Um, get on to, uh, welcome to, welcome to the com slash store. Buy yourself a, you know, baby thigh soft. Um, welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt, dude. 5% of all proceeds go to charity. Um, this month, the Movember foundation. Um, if you know any single parents that could use a helping hand, Hit us up on email. Welcome to the potty at gmail.com. Let us know. Send in your poor posture of the week. You listen to this fuck shit. Your advice. You need some advice, dude? Send it in. You got a story to tell me? Send it in. All right? And, um, and you know, I'll tell your story. I'll, I'll share my thoughts on your, you know, your conundrums, your dilemmas. Um, and, and that's pretty much it, I think, dude. This is, dude, this is the best part of my week. You know this. I fucking love doing this shit. I love you guys. I love how much you've been engaging lately. Keep going. We're going to get a hotline soon. We're going to get a number that you can call, leave voicemails on, shoot texts to, and all that good shit, brother. Um, I don't know why I'm saying brother so much today. Um, so if anybody if anybody else is going to be at Scott's birthday, expect expect a lot of brothers out of me today. I don't know what's happening. Um, I, I love you guys, man. So make sure that you love yourselves, dude. All right. And if, if you ever need, uh, you ever need a helping hand, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Um, because, uh, you know, it's rampant, bro. This mental health shit is rampant. So make sure that you, you have conversations with people. You help yourself, man. Love yourselves, dude. This has been welcome to the party. And as always, bung bung. Baby, welcome to